0: dogs.
1: Welcome back, Dog Nation. Got a huge episode for you today as Georgia takes down Kentucky in Athens between the hedges, 30-13. to Uh, Finally, we've made it to, I guess, the midpoint of our season, going into the bye week, and it couldn't come at a better time as we really need to get healthy before we take on the latter part of this schedule. And it looks like the Kentucky game has had some big ramifications on not only the SEC East, but probably some pockets of some Georgia fans because SEC tickets are sold out. If you weren't trying to spend four hundred plus dollars, good for you because you ain't got the opportunity now. But those that resale value is going to be crazy. But it looks like Georgia Georgia fans are either going or, you know, making a quick buck. So uh, a lot to go over. Thirty to thirteen. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is. I love how the narrative all of a sudden has now shifted to is there a quarterback competition in Athens? Honestly, honestly, no. But when you're putting up 250 yards and three touchdowns and keeping the offense humming, somebody's gonna try to make a story out of it. And, and again, we've talked about this before. We are really, we're really gonna benefit for having it there. But I think this is JT's show. <clears throat> Uh, and, and we're going to get into why or why not that is. And it's it really comes down to a few simple things. But, Keegan, I wanted to just uh, talk to you about the Kentucky game. Uh, what stood out to you, offense, defense? What did you like? It was a pretty physical game early. Um, how are how we feeling after the game?
0: Yeah, Kentucky's a good team. I mean, they have some good players. They did some of the things I thought they were going to do. They attacked the edges, levis. You know He's a ball player. They have a pretty strong defense, pretty good offensive line. The I like some of the concepts they were throwing at us, but ultimately we were just over-executing. Uh, they had a few miscues, and honestly, we took advantage of that. Like you said, it was close in the beginning, but ultimately the better team won out, and I think our depth, our scheme, our talent, you name it, it all just came into full effect and it was just too much for Kentucky to handle. So overall, I thought we did what we needed to do. We took care of business, and, you know, I think that was the best team that we played uh, in in total, you know, this, this season. And probably will be our con- – assuming we don't lose out <laughs> in some kind of drastic, unpre- unprecedented fashion, that's probably the best team we're going to play until we go to the SEC championship, so – I felt really good about it, and I thought that we handled our business accordingly. Did you see anything that surprised you, or were you feeling kind of along the lines of what I just said, or where, where are you at as a fan, as a
1: media member? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, and I don't want to toot our collective horn on this show, but honestly, it went down pretty much like we said. We We talked about how the game was going to be physical, and it stayed that way for the first half, um 14 to seven at halftime. And then we really got some separation. Uh, because we made some plays down the stretch. We had some big plays uh on special teams. Um, and again, we didn't play up to our best. I, and I think that's something that's getting slept on. We're we're beating teams now, four ranked teams with Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, and Clemson, who aren't as good now, but were quality teams when they came to see us. Um and we haven't put forth our best effort. Our running backs are still by committee. Uh, Zeus White had a touchdown, rushing touchdown. Um, and James Cook had a receiving touchdown that really got it started open or really started the scoring for us. It was an angle route right over the middle, split the linebackers. And, and one thing that I'm starting to see with this offense is the space. We have so much space, and our playmakers are making plays when they're given opportunities. Brock Bowers, um, Stetson Bennett off read option, Zeus, like I said, uh McConkey, uh our third string tight end, Darnell Washington, A.D. Mitchell. These are people who are contributing who aren't even our elite players. And it's not just the offense, it's defense as well. We held Chris Rodriguez to seven yards on seven attempts. And, and like we talked about, we cut Auburn's rushing production, but I mean, into a fraction of what they normally do. And same thing for the SEC leading rusher. Seven yards and seven attempts, my guy. You're not going to win no game running like that. But Mm -hmm. you're not going to face a stout defensive front like that all the time. So I think it's right on the head, as we've called it. As we've seen, this defense is – we don't need surprises. They play up to a standard now. That's the difference between this team. We're not really playing an opponent. We do what we do, and you do what you can do about it. And, (laughs) I mean, I love that.
0: Yeah, me too. If you – if you were Kentucky's coach, I mean, looking back, is there anything you could have maybe done for Kentucky, hindsight being twenty twenty? Like, do you think they came at us with the best they had? Like, do, like, how do you feel about their strategy, or do you feel like they had a chance in this game? That's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: No, I don't think they had a chance. Um, what I will give them credit for is the first touchdown that they score. That drive that they scored on was a sustained drive. The quarterback made some good reads and found um, open receivers to convert on their thirds. And then at the goal line, when they got there, they ran a beautiful play action pass off of some motion that confused the linebackers and Dan Jackson, the safety who's uh, replacing our injured. I, I think that's Chris Smith's position, Tyke mm-hmm. Smith's position or whoever position it is and they snuck the tight end out, and he was open. So, yes, you scored on our starting defense, but you scored on the third-string level player who hasn't seen that look, who, who just bid on it, plain and simple. And then the last touchdown was seven seconds left in the game. Hey, you're there to play football. I'm not upset. Kirby wasn't upset for them scoring the touchdown, but come on, bro. So, no, they those <laughs> if those are your two best opportunities in a three-hour-long game, you had no chance.
0: I agree. I feel like overall they were just overmatched, and we would had to really make a lot more mistakes to keep them in the game. But like I said, I think they're a good team. I think they got some really good ball players. Um, you know, they're the kind of team if you're playing like NCAA old school style, you're like, okay, I got, I got some ballers. Like I'm oh, overmatched. Yeah. Like you're you the underdog team. You like, you know, maybe if I just give it to these guys every single play. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I got, I got a shot, but, you know, that didn't pan out, and ultimately, yeah, I think we just took care of business, and now I'm feeling like, you know, looking ahead without getting too much into previews. We we really should win out, you know? I don't see a team on our schedule that, it, you know, expectations are for us to win out, so Kentucky was really the last true question mark, and, I mean, we were pretty confident, but... Overall, I mean, that's the closest thing to a question mark we're going to have until we get to postseason, uh, SEC championship, you know, Final Four, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, nothing's guaranteed in this sport, and obviously they're going to have to show up to play and prepare for everybody. But just as a fan, you got to say to yourself, golly, I really think we could go undefeated on the regular season, which is unprecedented for Georgia, uh, I guess, I'd have to check the history books, but I mean, I don't think it's happened in quite a while. So you know, we're looking pretty good. Um, I would like to see what happens when J.T. Daniels gets back in there, and to see if that if the J.T. effect is what we think it is. But I know you kind of mentioned it in the intro to the show. Where do you where do you stand on the quarterback controversy in Athens? Like, how do you feel about this? brewing media stirring the pot controversy that's not really controversy but let's just you know for the for, for shits and gigs let's get into that like how how do you feel when it comes to who gives our team the best shot to be that number one supreme national champion which is yeah our ultimate goal?
1: yeah yeah for me um and I, let's have the conversation i, I don't want to kill it because it is it's a conversation worth having but it's not a competition it's, it's not really a conversation. Stetson Bennett has been great, has been amazing. And, again, when you put up these types of numbers, the conversation is going to start itself. You, you, you ain't got to do too much. He's balling. He's a vet. He knows the offense, and he has weapons. What I think it emphasizes is the system itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. The thing that separates JT and Stetson is – a, a couple things. So let's let's start with giving Stetson his dude He gives you another dimension that J.T. doesn't. He's gonna run the read option. He is gonna be a threat whenever, especially with our running backs. Whenever you know, third and short, red zone, goal line stuff. I'm making packages for him. Obviously, he's not Tebow, but I'm running Tebow type stuff in the red zone with him. Say you know, say we see an Alabama, we we gotta shake it up a little bit. I'm throwing Stetson in there because guess what? I can run the ball, I can do the read option, I can do play action, hit your tight ends, I can do play action, go deep on you, play action, do intermediate, and he'll make those, he'll make those passes. You can't bring pressure because he'll scramble and he's good enough to make 80 to 85% of the throws that you need with this talent on the field. JT is different. JT is an NFL caliber quarterback, plain and simple. It's, it's, it's not complicated. It's not difficult. He's got an NFL arm. He can make a hundred percent of the throws. He reads his progressions and reads them very well. He can scramble, but a lot of the times he puts us in such a good play at the line of scrimmage that he, he doesn't really need that. He's going to check it down. He's going to put you in a run play or whatever to off the jump. So you ain't even got to worry about that. And then third down conversions, the kid's a surgeon. You will not find you will not find anything better. He'll make tight window throws. he won't throw it into coverage. and if he does, his receiver's coming down with it. it it's it's night and day from the little nuances, but hats off to Stetson for keeping us afloat and keeping us uh, excelling.'ve been talking with some dog fans about this conversation. Whatever Stetson's doing, you put JTN, give me give the dogs 10 points per game more. It's no disrespect to Stetson. But there's levels to the shit. And it's that's it. That that's where it starts. That's where it stops.
0: I agree. I think you know, JT gives us the he opens the, the game up the most for us, just in the ability to get the ball down the field. And like you said, like his his cerebral abilities, his you know, his head, his thinking, his ability to make adjustments and Kind of see the field, I think is just head and shoulders better than Stetson. But what I would say about Stetson, and he he's a pretty damn good player. He's a damn good dog. He is. But but he is a, he's very confident, you know. And I think that that is something that we don't give him enough credit for. Just you know, despite what he can or can't do on the field, and he has proven himself to be a pretty good player. He's definitely come a long way.
1: And he knows his limitations. Both, it to, yeah. He knows his limitations.
0: Yeah, I I think the thing I'm most impressed with with Stetson is his unshakability. He loves Georgia, he's confident, and at this point, I think he I think that you know if he if he does what he's been doing, it will not be Stetson Bennett's fault that we do not get a national title this year. It will not be Stetson Bennett's fault that we don't beat Alabama this year. If he plays like he's been playing, he has done enough. To throw this, you know, to keep defenses off balance, to make the plays when it counts. It's not going to be, you know, Stetson Bennett's fault. Now, I think it's interesting when you have someone who's playing that well and is playing confidently. And I think, you know, potentially, I don't know this, but he, I don't know what the vibe is between him and the players. And that's important. That's the thing that kind of, I guess, worries me the most about a quote QB controversy isn't necessarily the skill level because. On paper, I think that, you know, Stetson Bennett is not quite as good as JT Daniels, like I just said, but it's kind of r- reminiscent to me of when Jacob Eason went out. It just throws me back. Jacob Eason goes out. Jake Fromm comes in. You know, to this day, I think Jacob eason has got better arm talent. And obviously, Jake, it's not really the same because Jake Fromm had the accuracy and whatnot, but the intangible he had early on was leadership. He was He's a natural-born leader, uh, Jake Fromm, and he was able to come in and really command the offense in a way that Jacob Eason just hadn't proven yet, yeah. Go, even at being a little bit older and more of an upperclassman. So that's the one thing I would say that Stetson Bennett has really proven to me is hes he's got really good leadership qualities. He is confident. So I don't know how – The coaches will handle that. I don't know if it causes any kind of problem on the team. Is everyone on the team on board for, you know, JT coming back and being the starter, or do do they feel like that's a snub to what Stetson has proven? You know, he's a senior. He's kind of earned his keep. He's proven himself this season. So that's kind of where – that is the – I guess the head point of the controversy. It's not what these media pundits talk about yards and what Stetson's done. I know he's done a lot of things, but me and you both agree. He is not the better football player, but is he the better teammate? Right. That, I that I don't know. He may be like, that's the only thing I could really potentially give him. Cause I'm not on the team. We're not playing with this fella. Well, so
1: we don't know. Let's uh, think of it from this point. Let's think of this point Yeah. <clears throat> as somebody who is not a five-star who didn't transfer from a huge program, who's not going to go to the NFL, who this is the end of his career, somebody who's been on the scout team, who's been in the trenches for this team, who's been loyal to this team. I don't think there's really any question who the team likes more. If, if you had a buddy who, again, out the trenches and was leading your team in SEC play and just killing it, Stetson has earned everything. He hasn't been given anything, a walk-on, no one gave him nothing. I, I guarantee you the rapport and the, the bond that he has with a lot of these players is, is tight from the people at the top of the roster, all the way down to the people who don't even get to dress out. You see what I'm saying? So that that's a no brainer, but at the same time, while we're winning, it's all good. So it's not a controversy while we're winning, but if we were to drop a game, just like last year, fans, even players and coaches, they will start to turn on Stetson. And not so much as, like, he's been trash. It's that play the five-star. JT's talent is what it is. Stetson may – he the way he's playing, we could probably go all the way up to the college football playoff and maybe not have to make a move. But that's more to do with the defense that we're playing and the weapons around him. It's not so much Stetson. It's what it's – it's Georgia – it's Georgia as a team, and I yeah. want to I I show, show you through the Kentucky game what I mean by that. So Stetson's leading offense that had 416 yards on the day. The defense held Kentucky with their SEC leading rusher to 51 rushing yards. A lot of quarterbacks are going to look good in that type of setting. Um, mm-hmm. we, had, we had a fumble recovery by Kendall Milton early on when Stetson Bennett got hit in the arm that looked like a pass uh, incomplete pass turned out to be a fumble that we recovered. Could have been a huge play. Um, We talked about how much of a battle that it was. We blocked a PAT Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt were in there keeping possessions off the board for Kentucky. First of all, no human is going to block those two. If they're coming for your field goal, that that's it. Um, Jalen Carter, Brock Bowers were awarded um nationally for their play i mean we're having we're having contributions from players that a lot of people aren't familiar with on a weekly basis uh awarded nationally Jalen carter had six six tackles a sacks 2.5 tackles for loss and was a part of the block pat brock bowers is the best tight end in the nation as a freshman 101 yards two touchdowns on the day Uh, He's tied now for Leonard Pope with touchdowns in a season with six. And he is starting to approach Kyle Pitts as far as numbers from Kyle Pitts's from the season where NFL (laughs) scouts were drooling. He's starting to approach those numbers as a freshman. (laughs) He wasn't even starting when when the season kicked off, Brock Bowers. Yeah. He's arguably not even the most talented on our our roster and he is he's just taken over. That's yeah. the type of development, that's the type of production that Stetson has in his arsenal. JT would do the same and more, plenty of quarterbacks would do the same and more. So it's no disrespect to Stetson. This kid is in a, an environment that is allowing him to absolutely flourish offense and defense and to harp on the defense, I saw a six stat that I wanted to uh, wrap up the Kentucky recap with. In 2011, Alabama had the best uh, defense in the nation, by far. They gave up 8.2 points on their way to a national championship that year. 8.2 points per game. The 2021 UGA defense, as of right now, after the toughest part of our season, Tennessee is going to be a little bit tough offensively, Florida a little bit tough offensively, But as of right now, we're giving up 6.6 points per game, also leading the nation. Where will it end? I don't know. But the one thing the two defenses have in common, Kirby Smart's orchestrating it. The talent's there, we know that, but Kirby Smart is orchestrating it. So, uh, again, it's not a controversy. It's a good problem to have. It's great for podcast fodder, ESPN fodder, but – don't get wrapped up in it because it's not important. I promise you, Stetson does not care if he starts another game this season if we win a national title. JT probably feels the same way, but he's trying to put film on tape for the NFL. Let's let's be real about that. Stetson's not going to the NFL. I, he he's a realist. He's a real guy. He's he's not got the physical attributes, but he is leading this team. He's a general on the field, and I know everybody on this team, every fan, better loves Stetson Bennett because he has saved our season from those. One drop, two drop, Mark Rick, no disrespect, type seasons that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Now I'm kind of wondering, you know, like, is there a chance we see JT Daniels again next year if he's if he's so off and on, you know,
1: like <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't, doesn't go according to his to his book, he'll get he'll he'll get his feedback from the scouts. Kirby will give him his feedback from the scouts as well. If he doesn't get enough time to showcase, we could see that because he has eligibility. But I expect him to step in in Florida and lead us the rest of the way. I really expect that. And he's been on a pitch count. They've increased his reps uh, going into the bye week again. Time to get healthy. uh, And JT Daniels has to be the priority as far as healthy players, I think.
0: I agree. So you think we'll see him back at Florida with Florida?
1: I, I'm hoping so. Uh, it's, it's starting to sound like his lat has healed up a little bit. They're up in his reps and practice, um, you know, tracking all the measurables that they need to uh, managing pain. Uh, and hopefully it just gets down to managing pain versus, you know, uh, hardware issues with the last. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, but again, the bye week is coming at the perfect time uh, while everybody's looking for the playoffs. I'm looking at Florida. I'm looking at Florida. And really I'm looking at Tennessee. Missouri, they've proven that they can't get it done, so I'm I'm not tripping on them, but um, rivalry games don't go to sleep. I'm just <laughs> don't go to sleep. Yeah. Any any given Saturday. <laughs> what are what are some of the conversations sure. that you that you've had with family friends uh, about UGA up to this point? Because I've been repping my jersey at work. And I've had some really interesting conversations with Florida fans, Tennessee fans, and Bama fans. And I just kind of wanted to get get your two cents before I share my story.
0: Well, I love how negativity rears its head in many different ways. Surprise, surprise. You know, the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, you guys can't do it. And then it's, uh, you know, you guys are going to just wait till you play someone good. And now it's become, oh, if you guys don't, win a national title this year, you we're all going to laugh at you.
1: I told you. And see the you know, I told you it's going to go just like that.
0: So it's like, you know, I got news for a lot of people that don't like Georgia doing well. We're not going anywhere, buddy. Like, we got we got all these recruiting classes, we got the the coaching staff, we got yeah. momentum, Uncle Moe, Uncle Luck. We got it all kind of rolling for us, so I stand true. Like, I'm going to keep saying this, and, you know, our our listener base, while be it not the biggest, will hopefully uh, hear this in their ears and get some positivity. But I think that we will be at the top, fighting for the top, king of the hill style for the foreseeable future. And I really do think we could end up with, like, three national titles in this decade. You know, it's getting ahead of ourselves, obviously, but I don't see it. As doubtful, I think it's just a matter of time before we're in that conversation. We, it's it looks like you know there's only a few teams that can really say that, and we have the quarterbacks, we have the defense, we have all these little things that people look at, and most importantly, the uh, dominance in the trenches. Like we have the elements to de- just have a dynasty, you know, we really do. So I'll I'll let the season play out game by game, year by year, but. Overall, I just think that people just – it's a hard pill for fans to swallow. It's a hard pill for Tennessee fans to swallow. It's a hard pill for the Clemson fans who've done so well. It's definitely a hard pill for the Bama fans seeing Nick Saban get older. It's our time, baby. <laughs> this is this is the time of the dog, you know. I don't know what the, the year for the Chinese calendar is, but it's the year of the dog every year from 21 – to 30. That's the way I see it. Until Kirby Smart retires, you're going to have a hard time beating UGA, and I think until he retires or until, you know, his tenure at Georgia is done, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about the dogs on top. So, I, yeah, you know, overall, just conversations, I just love how things have changed from, you know, we're not going to pull this or that off to now it's like, oh, you guys, if y'all don't win the next five national titles, y'all aren't doing good. It's like, that, you know, any anything to take take us down a peg. But I just I know a hater when I see one. And, you know, it's like the whole hurt people hurt people. There's a lot of hurt fan bases big facts. out there that are big facts. They're, that's... they're just they're just pulling for anything they can. Yeah, to, that's to why look, I'm not even know.
1: tripping on them because like you kind of you can kind of feel their pain. Through their insults and the way they insult you is like well you're not gonna win a national title it's like that's the best you got <laughs> is that supposed to hurt that's supposed to hurt my feelings like you might not even be bowl eligible who are you talking to right <laughs> you know like and it, it's a weird it's a weird feeling and um <laughs> so quick story uh, so again I, I work with a few florida fans tennessee fans and bama fans and I, I talk with the people who understand football like i don't mind people having opinions but I always seem to gravitate towards people who have legit opinions or have done their homework. And it sounds like to me that obviously the entire nation is taking notice about this UGA defense. It's undeniable. And we've beaten some good teams. Did they end up staying that good? No, sure. But a lot of times it's, it's a mental thing when you get crushed, you know, sometimes, you know, the playbook's out there. Sometimes you don't perform as well, but I had a Bama fan, I walked into work with my Georgia Jersey and I saw this guy one time and he looked, he looked at me like kind of like double-taked at me. I didn't think anything of it. Went about my business. It was a, maybe a couple hours later. He saw me again. And he, he, this time he came up to me cause he had something to say. Uh, and he was just like, listen, dude, I just had to tell you, I'm a Bama fan, but honestly, dude, that defense, he's like, I got, I got 500 on the dogs to win it all. <laughs> I mean, just, just straight up, just like, I got five hundred on it. I, I ain't seen a defense like that in a long time. So he's like, "Good luck," and, and, and like we might even play them. You know, he he didn't even say nothing about that. We just like, "Good luck, bro. I got some money on you." I was like, "Dang, bro. Like I'm putting that in the podcast. I appreciate. I appreciate that." <laughs> like he was he was so serious, bro. And I ain't seen him since. I ain't seen him since. So <laughs> it was uh, there's some confidence, and you know, I want to take that confidence. It's good to have confidence in a team when it's on the defense because defense travels. And I think that's going to go a long way, but I also wanted to mention how when you're in a position, number one, recruits are taking notice. Fans are taking notice. Opposing fans are taking notice and the rich are getting richer. While UGA did lose out on a huge recruit at wide receiver and Luther burden. He decided he was going to stick with his hometown, Missouri tigers. UGA has started flip season off with a bang Kirby smart. Uh, Taking a little playbook out of, uh, you know, some of his early days and some of the Mark Rick days, too. Keeping a border around Georgia. Flipped Michael Williams, five-star D-lineman from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, number five D-lineman, I believe. Um, yeah, from USC, class of 2022, which on some recruiting sites has put us at number one, uh, rivals. Uh, others, number two, Alabama still at the top. So it just depends on whatever you want to. But uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Trey Scott. Uh, because when he came here from North Carolina, he was missing out on a lot of big recruits, especially from the D line for Georgia. We talked about how that's been the difference between us and uh, the Alabama during their heydays, the talent, the elite talent at the D line position. I mean, whatever NFL team that you root for, you probably got an Alabama defensive lineman starting for your D line. That, that's the point yeah. that it got to. And we're starting obviously with Jordan Davis leading the charge. Uh, I mentioned Jalen Carter and his standout performance. That kid's the freak. We talked about him. Devontae Wyatt has stayed another year. So he has a chance to go to the NFL. Now uh, we got ends. We got linebackers. We got a, we got a bunch of stuff. And trace and trace Scott has done uh, a big, uh, big, big job in developing these players, three star, four star, five star. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because the rich are getting richer and it's making a lot of people salty, but, we're not to be concerned with them. We're doing what we're doing. Y'all have had y'all's time, Auburn, LSU, uh, Bama, Clemson, Ohio state. We sat here and watched as other teams of our caliber have gotten championships. It's our turn and saying Alabama, or Georgia's going to have three national championships in a decade is only crazy until it happens. And you've been saying that for quite a while now. So really the way it's going, uh, barring any unforeseen craziness, Georgia. Georgia's in the driver's seat. This is ours to lose, and I really honestly think Kirby is going to put it in the end zone. Quote unquote.
0: Well, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we're <laughs> – well, we're killing recruiting, like you're talking about. We're, we're killing the transfer market, you know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're really – and what is probably the most heartbreaking, is you mentioned, like a guy like uh, Jordan Davis, heartbreaking for the opposing fan bases, that is. Right is that, you know, Jordan Davis, you hear all this JD to NYC. You know, I've tweeted it a few times. I'm trying to get it going. I just want to see someone from Georgia, you know, get there. And, you know, he's been snubbed on a couple of, like, defensive line watch lists and things of that nature. And it's probably because there's so much talent around him, it's hard to get the stats it takes to get an award like that. You know, it's kind of a statistician award. But Jordan Davis was a three-star talent. Uh Lab McConkey, three-star talent. Uh, you know, a, a lot of these guys that are showing up, uh Adnai Mitchell, AD Mitchell, three-star talent. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of these guys that are some of our best players on the field against our uh, competition. Walk-on is, quarterback. Walk-on quarterback. Like our ability for talent acquisition to develop players is what really should scare the other teams because if we're able to get all these good recruits who do pan out, who do sometimes exceed, who sometimes do meet expectations, even if they're a little bit below expectations, the bar is so high for them. Yeah, Golly, I mean, you you can't expect anything but, like, us to do well as a team. But for when you can so take right. all – you take all that and then you throw in the three-star guys, the walk-on guys, the transfer portal, that kind of that, – that sort of thing. It's just – it – It's got to be dangerous and uh, disheartening for all the Fama fans and the Tennessee fans and everyone out there just looking at what we're doing. Our ability to develop guys is improved drastically. And I think when you have a team, when you got strong on strong, your team is just better for it. And I think it's just a result of the coaching, a result of the culture and a result of the competition at UGA right now. So that to me speaks volumes about where our program is at. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a lot of hope moving forward. And I, now when I see a three-star player, I, I don't, I don't wince at that. Yeah, at don't trip. I'm like, nah, because we, we have a who's who pick of, there's a lot of four-star and five-star guys. Maybe not as me, five-star, but there's a, a plethora of four-star guys that we don't recruit. You know what I mean? And we're recruiting some three-star guys. So, and then what I like is, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, ESPN has a metric, uh, rivals, what we talked about 24,
1: seven ESPN is garbage. Let me be the first to say uh, that there, there's yeah. garbage. They're pure hype. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I had to get that in, but
0: very media centric. Yeah. It's garbage. It seems
1: like only the,
0: the biggest schools or whatever huddle, uh, there's all these different recruiting entities, but you know, I was, I was just kind of thumbing through a lot of the guys that we, uh, that are three or four star guys. Rivals would have them one star up, and I was just kind of looking at how uh, Darnell Washington, a, a four star tight end, Rivals have him as a five star. He's he looks like he's going to be a five star. So I think, I, of course, it behooves Georgia uh, when Rivals has us number one. I'm like, I think Rivals has it right. You know, I mean, I'm going to be a little biased, but at the end of the day, I think that they're uh, all these things are not uh, laid out equally. But whichever entity you want to talk about and whichever ranking you want to talk about, what I like the most is our in-home rankings. You know what I mean? They have their own board, and it might not match up with Rivals or Huddle or ESPN or whatever. And sometimes we do get the number one uh, recruiting class in the nation. But what I like for, you know, in my mind, I feel like the coaches might believe that Georgia's had the number one recruiting class in the nation Wow now, bro. Yeah, four, three or four or five years. So yep. you know, we might not get it in the media, but right. every other year, and that's hey, that's that's something. I mean, don't right. get me wrong, that right? for hype for the players for Twitter, all those things, it's great. That's but cute. for the coach, for the coaches, I feel like we've been doing that, and they know who the big time players are, and they might not be who has the most stars or. Whatever. So that to me is something I think you're seeing.
1: I think you're seeing the fruits of that labor right now. You know what I'm saying? Just right to your point, like three star, four star, five star. Kirby has set what he thinks will bring success for this program in place. It has not moved, Mm -hmm. it has not changed. Now, now we are starting to get some of the fruits of that labor. That's why I'm confident in this team. Kirby's not going to move. He's got a recipe he believes in. If you want to throw some five stars on top of that, and a good quarterback or a backup quarterback or whatever, do whatever you got to do, make whatever story you have to make. Kirby, and Kirby seeing it now, he's going to double down on it. Mm-hmm. I know what works. We know how to evaluate talent. We know how to develop talent. I've I've done it with Nick Saban. I'm doing it on my own. I got Will Muschamp out here. I got Dan Lanning out here. I got uh, Todd Munkin out here. Th- these are football minds. We know we know what we're doing, and that number one little star. that's just validation now we're doubling Mm -hmm. down so so again that's why these other fans are mad the ones who really Mm -hmm. know football if they're if they're mad that's why this is a real program georgia's been a sleeping giant of a program for a while now with atlanta right here we're in the heart of everything that you need quavo in the locker room turning up with us we we have great mascots we got beautiful women we got a great campus great Mm -hmm. education bro whatever you want we got it come on Mm -hmm. stay home california is great usc is a great school they're not what they used to be come on home Mm -hmm. and hit this d-line and go to the nfl win you win you a championship bro it's we made this podcast because we felt like these were going to be the glory days that was almost four years ago now the fruits of that labor are starting to come to fruition now Mm -hmm. Things take time, like in a microwave society, it's not popular, it's not sexy, but it'll get the job done. I promise you that. So, um, (laughs) dude, it's been fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to the second half of this season. Uh, I I really truly am.
0: Me too. I feel like this is like you said, it's the glory days, and you know, shout out to the Atlanta Braves! Shout out, I know, uh, big
1: time Rosario, uh, Puerto Rico, stand up, what? Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean. Hawks look good, you know, Atlanta sports in general are on the up and up, uh, you know, even the, even the Falcons is as low as my bar is for them. I think they could even turn it around. So if you're a Georgia sports fan at, at any capacity, unless you're rooting for tech or, uh, or, or the Mercer bears, you know, you're probably pretty hype
1: right now. So I'm seeing some um, tweets about people talking about, would you sacrifice uh the Falcons season (laughs) for a uh, a UGA championship national championship or Braves world series. And pretty much what people are saying is the Falcons never heard of her. Who (laughs) that? Very savage season out here, bro. But no, like um, Georgia's, Georgia's hot right now. So best of luck to all the teams uh, doing stuff, except for tech. Sorry. Um, I'm LeBron and Lakers out here, but I'll let you have the Hawks thing. I mean, Trey Young's really, Lead the charge in Atlanta. We, so good luck and, to you this and, season, bro.
0: And they got that young core all signed through yes, like sir. Yes, sir. Four or five years. Hey, go ahead and take know? the
1: east, bro. I don't like Brooklyn like that. So go ahead and take the east. Take Milwaukee. I take mean, them Ky- Ky-
0: Kyrie ain't trying to get a shot. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie, uh, bro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: we go see, bro. We go see. Uh, Bye. But no, man, it's oh, man. Uh, it's good stuff. A lot of uh, something for dog fans to keep an eye on to uh, injuries. George Pickens uh, rumblings are starting to creep up. Jermaine Burton, Marcus Roseme Saint uh, Marcus. Yeah, Roseme. What's Jack Saint. Saint, Saint Jack Saint. There it is, Jack Saint. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Arian Smith, Chris Smith. Scott Cochran is back on the team. Um, we're starting to get whole. We're starting to get whole at the mm-hmm. right time. So, Florida, it's a big game, but look for this offense. If JT comes back, look for this offense to take off and never look back. I'm talking 38 to 40 points per game. Dog fans, so much to be excited about. Uh, We're excited that you guys join us to hear us ramble and rant. But, listen, these are the glory days, and uh, we're here for the ride. We're here for every bit of it, however it turns out. So, Keegan, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Dog Nation, I appreciate you. You know what it is. Off the, off the leash. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for the dogs. Do it for the dogs. Do it for the dogs. I do it for the dogs.